Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kafaro Cast. I'm Aaron Snyder, your host. I've got Frank the Tank Peralta across from me What's and up? our special guest, our first guest on the Kafaro podcast. Uh, it's Austin Gaspard. Gaspard. Gas. I can't say Gaspard. it like that. I've got to roll the R. <laughs> Who's Gaspard. playing that jazz music? Austin G Spot Gaspard. He plays the jazz flute. <laughs> he is a cute little guy. He's got a beard going. <laughs> it's um, a shame y'all don't have video yet because yeah. these folks are going to. They're gonna. They're missing out. Oh, they don't know. Panty dropper. Austin Austin panty dropper G. Do you lift, bro? (laughs) Uh, I don't have to. I see enough patience. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Austin and I uh, met. I don't know what seven months ago. Yeah, Yeah. at the archery range, and uh, you'd watch some of the podcast, and you you just came over and said basically, "Hey, you're all effed up, and I could probably fix you." Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then I went off of a list of fifty-five different things that was wrong with me and uh so anyway you're uh why don't you explain it so i don't screw it up mm-hmm. so what do you do and um and then let's go into how you helped me after that sure um because a couple uh one of the main problems i had you fixed almost instantaneously which was crazy like witch doctor shit but uh <laughs> but yeah go ahead yeah so um i graduated from chiropractic college back in 2012 and um I'd, I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor by the time I was 13. I went when I was 10 and uh, fixed a multitude of issues I had. I, I was hypersensitive to anything in the environment uh, and changed my life. And that's kind of what got me into chiropractic. And now I do more of a family practice. So see a little bit of everything. Uh, youngest I've seen is two days old. And uh, the oldest I've seen is 96 years old. And folks often ask, what can you do for a two-day-old two baby? And uh, normally when they're pulled out, uh, there's no muscle resistance. So that's normally when they get their first misalignment in their spine. And uh, that's a lot of folks think we're bone doctors when in fact we're more of a nervous system doctor. Um, Working with nerve input and um, how your body functions. Uh, Pain is just one small fiber in a nerve bundle. And a lot of what you had going on as far as with... uh, Headaches, migraines, um, those can be intermingled and switched as far as uh, folks not knowing the difference with, you know, a headache and a migraine. That that premise, you know, it can relate to diet and other issues, but a lot of the times it's pressure up at the base of the skull, pressure on the brainstem. And I always used to notice in your podcast you would look down at your phone a lot. You're kind of in that slouch position, so I knew for a fact that Later. it was putting – pressure on the brainstem lander calls me the uh good lord what are those uh there was a movie where the um like uh warlock calls me the warlock or something because <laughs> i'm hunched over i think it's the Warlock. is that from uh, lord of rings i don't know it's some movie because i'm always hunched over which is what you said i have extremely bad posture right right and that's most of what we see today as well especially with cell phones being so prominent and you can do most of the work you need to do through a cell phone or a laptop, or at a desk. Even work you shouldn't be doing, Frank. Right. <laughs> Meme life. <laughs> uh, and you're right. When I get a migraine, uh, if it wasn't tense at the base of my head, when I get the migraine, mm-hmm. um, and these are generally when the barometric pressure, it seems like, has these huge swings and things. Sure, um, sure. And I'm finding more about, you know, and I saw... I don't know how many different neuropsychologists and mm-hmm. brain doctors and everything else. And it didn't do any good. Right, I mean, right. absolutely no good. They said, Oh, it's caffeine. Right. Stop right. drinking caffeine. Sure. 
And was this after your uh, stint in the military? Right, right. Yeah. And and basically, I, it's just from concussions is what it seems to oh, boil okay. down to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I got, I mean, they were like, you know, the caffeine. So I went six, eight months with no caffeine. May have gotten more migraines than I did before, but just mm-hmm. as many. Same thing. Weather right. would come in, get pissed off, tense right. up, bad. And right. I never really put two and two together mm-hmm. that it was my, you know, my posture. Sure. Or, you know, uh, uh, it, when I would get super tense, like blood pressure going up, I would mm-hmm. get them. Mm-hmm. But um, not that I'm perfect all the time because I still have horrible posture, but I've definitely cut them down probably in half from where I was before. Good. Um, just for the simple fact, whether that's to be, uh, has to do with the fact I'm... Uh, no longer married. <laughs> Divorced from a woman I never married, which is another podcast altogether. Watch out for that common law marriage out there, folks. Totally different podcast, but it'll get you. And yeah. I'm talking. You got to take the pressure off in multiple areas to fix those headaches. <laughs> right, Whether right. Whether it's in the emotional side of your life or physical. I had to find my place of peace. Um, <laughs> did you go to your happy place like Happy Gilmore? I did. Yeah. He's got a tricycle with a bow on the front, on the <laughs> handlebars. A bunch of warlocks flying around me. He's got oh. those little suction cup arrows. Ding ding! I had a little bell. <laughs> Some other stuff I can't talk about. Um, but yeah, it's helped out quite a bit. And I and above and beyond that, um, the other thing I was amazed, and this doesn't, I don't know how much this has to do with, you know, chiropractics, but um, my right arm, I fell on a, a sheep hunt with uh, with Phil, and whatever I did, it was not correct. Like mm-hmm. it, I could not do a curl. Uh, excuse me, just burped on the podcast. That's kombucha for you. Yeah, I couldn't do a curl, couldn't do a, I mean, a pull-up. Frank, get yep. your phone away from the... That's not mine. That's, that's awesome. Dr. G. Turn that thing off. Oh, <laughs> oh it interferes on the channels. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Because um, I was going to look up the number to my office because I don't have it right in front of me. We so got we'll, that. We'll look in a minute. Um, but my right arm was... Uh, I couldn't do a curl, a pull-up, couldn't do anything. If I shot on a double leg onto a guy, mm-hmm. my right arm was pretty much useless. And you got, well, my calf muscles were also a huge problem that you yeah. fixed with, uh, actually, the first time you did it was at No Limits Archery. You wrapped voodoo floss around my calf, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, piss dripped out the tip. It was so <laughs> painful because you said my fascia tissue was stuck together. Right, right. So you had it in, in, the, in the calf. Uh, there's different compartments of muscles and it depends on, you know, normally if you have heel pain, it's in a posterior compartment behind the shin bone. Um, so that anterior compartment where most folks get shin splints, you can use that voodoo floss. And normally you just walk around with it for about three to five minutes until your foot goes numb or loses color and take it off. And it feels like it's loose after that. And that's why they call it voodoo floss. Cause it's, it's, you know, it works under different premises. One is inflammation. It pushes out inflammation. The other is that if you squeeze the tissues together hard enough, it's going to break those adhesions apart um, from the different compartments of muscles. Just like when, I'm sure you all know when you go to quarter an animal, you can see that there's compartments of muscles that are stuck together. Yeah. It's no different in a human's calf or in their arm. It's just a lot more sinewy and a lot more stringy. Well, what I found is... Uh... <laughs> Um, keep, you know, redneck that pretty much all <laughs> mentality redneck seem to have is, uh, yeah, whatever. I'll just keep going. Sure. Which I did sure. for 40 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, the only time I ever st- I started foam rolling when I had the IT band issues, uh-huh. um, 
Uh-huh. But what I started doing now, I ordered immediately, um, I think, eight or six things of voodoo floss. Uh-huh. And I started wrapping my hamstrings, my right. calf muscles. Right. And it not only made me uh, feel better, obviously, less pain, muscle knots. I could go faster. Um, mm-hmm. sure, sure. I didn't have to stretch as much. And yeah. as much as we go up and down the fire road, you can yeah. pretty much, you're exact, right? You can pinpoint when you're at a certain rock or a certain tree. Are you fast? Are you mm-hmm. slow? Yep. And immediately I noticed I was I could stride out even longer than normal. Right. Uh, I didn't have to stretch as much. Not that that's a good thing, but I felt more limber. Yeah. But I also there's less resistance in the body. Yeah. There's I, less resistance in every. You can use it on any joint um, except the neck. Um, if oh, I'm going to use it on Frank's neck. Right. What? <laughs> Tourniquet. Uh, and and that was huge for me because mm. for the life of me, I could never get my calves calf muscles to not ball up Mm -hmm. and what you had told me is like well it's also your hamstrings so Mm -hmm. sure i started stretching out my hamstrings significantly more and then wrapping them with voodoo floss now i will say walking around the house with voodoo floss on your calves and your hamstrings is facebook upload worthy yeah Uh, yeah it's funky looking looks like Um, it puts you in the almost a standing fetal position oh lord (laughs) and then you know you lose the feeling to your you know your feet and your legs but um, sorry about the noise in the background, folks. I'm fletching arrows. I again. wish I could adjust my patience while I do a podcast because y'all are in here making arrows. <laughs> like y'all are making arrows. I wish I could, if I could adjust people, you'd hear crack, crack in here while I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing you, you fixed along with the voodoo floss is you wrapped that around my bicep and my elbow and my forearm. Mm-hmm. And you had me, and now keep in mind, I went from not being able to do a pull-up and and difficulty of curling 35 pounds. Whatever you did that day, and you said something was basically stuck or is it Mm -hmm. adhesion. Right, right. You broke it loose, and I curled you like 10 minutes afterwards with no pain. Now, I'm not, I know that sounds far-fetched, but I shit you not. I went from (laughs) not being able to curl that morning 35 pounds, whatever he broke loose in my arm, I, he literally, you, you grabbed onto my fist and forearm mm-hmm. and I was able to curl you with no pain. Right. Now you right. said that was probably, if I remember right, from being stagnant so long. Sure. Not sure. being able to movement. Rust build up. And it, it's, yep. what did it stick to the bone or how the hell is right. that Right. So what it, what that is, you had a dural sleeve adhesion uh, on That's the nerve. That's what I was saying. And, um, so, <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's basically where the nerve just kind of adheses between the muscles if you have scar tissue in there build up. And I was just, I put the voodoo floss around the elbow or around the forearm or the bicep or maybe both. And um, depending on symptomology, I would put my finger kind of on the inside of the bicep. Um, But you got to be careful and make sure you're not plucking a nerve. So that's where the the skill of the doctor, the, the palpatory skills, which is where you're able to feel and tell what's going on when they move it. And I can kind of work my way up down a muscle belly or a tendon or um, or as far as uh, a nerve as well. But you got to be careful in some of those areas. So that's kind of where the skill of the of what the doctor feels or is working with comes into play. Well, and that's when I got locked up in Montana before I did too much because what I was doing was wrong, as it turns out. Ha-ha. <laughs> and then you called me because I think you were watching the live. Or yet you had, a, you had tagged me. And Macy goes, hey, Aaron tagged you in a, in a video or a post. And I got, I had just got home from work and I saw like you were in a bind and uh, I think I either texted you or called you like, what's going on? Tell me, tell me what's going on. I can try to and give I you a temporary fix. Effed up like a football bat. Um, <laughs> the, I said the bottom of my cobra is 
something's wrong with it. He's like, what the hell are you talking about Cobra? I'm like, you know, your lats, the bottom of my wing thing. And uh, I know he's got some tattoos, but I didn't know if he had a Cobra tattoo on him. I was like, Aaron, I don't look at your skin as much as maybe Cam Haynes's. <laughs> I got my shirt on. I'm a, I'm a fatty been batty. Um, but what it was, uh, I think, is I got a muscle knot there and it pulled a rib out of place yep, or something. Absolutely. Holy yep. father yep. mucker, my yep. God. It was literally, I was yep. laying around on the floor trying to roll it out, which right. actually seemed to be irritating it. Right. Um, and you told me ice it immediately, uh-huh. and I did, and that was a yep. huge, huge help. So I iced it mm-hmm. um, for, man, as long as I could take it, and then right. I'd stretch later, um, mm-hmm. not immediately after, but I'd wait a while, then I would stretch and ice it, I mm-hmm. think is what you had me do. But yeah. it went away um, until I fell down with a moose on my head. Um, which then I think, I don't know if I called you for, I think I did tell you about that. So yeah, you told me you were more messed up after the moose than you were before the elk was what you originally said. And I was like, man, my neck locked up Uh because I had a couple hundred pounds in the pack and the moose on my shoulders and I fell face first in the snow and the moose, the eye guard stuck into the snow, into the ground. So my head was stuck to the snow and I couldn't move. And so I just muscled everything up in my left side of my neck Mm -hmm. which i think you just fixed Uh, it sounded like popcorn when you cracked my it was bad um it was it was pretty far out and that was right up underneath the base of the skull um so it it, for those of you folks that do jujitsu you know what a can opener is well and that was the other head down ryan harder um you know, I'm always headbutting people. Mm-hmm. I headbutted him one too many times, and he locked onto that thing like it was money and mm-hmm. got me in a basically a front chokehold. Right. And then right. he wrapped his legs around me and leaned back. Mm-hmm. And that's the closest I've come yeah. to passing out, blacking out. In Very a long dangerous time. move. Yeah, right. Very dangerous move. So, those of you folks that do hear this, <laughs> when you crank the head down, then the chin towards the chest, you can actually herniate the tonsils of your cerebellum which is what controls your balance and your ability to carry things on your back when you're on uneven surfaces. And so if you crank the head down hard enough, you can tear at the base of the skull and actually herniate those tonsils out of the cerebellum. So I've seen serious neurological issues with patients that um, fell, slipped, kind of did the home alone fall on their back and Mm -hmm. um, the feet come over the head and touch the ground over their head and they have those same injuries because they landed directly on the back of their head. So that's a, that's a very serious area to mess with. Um, it's basically the fuse box of your entire body. Do you uh, do you get a lot of people that, like skiers and snowboarders that scorpion themselves, kick themselves in the back of the oh, head? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And like you will something. see it on x-ray. Um, you will see looking at a lateral from the side view of the lumbar spine or the lower back and the pelvis, you will see it severely kinked where the tailbone is jamming up into the last lumbar vertebrae on an x-ray. And you know exactly what it's from when you see it. Um, and those folks are normally, they that's a life-changing event when you have a fall like that as far as how you sit and how you walk. So um, if, if that does happen, you, you've got to get your alignment checked. You wouldn't drive your truck into a ditch where it hits a dead stop and then not take it in to check the alignment. <laughs> Because then that's when the other issues show up. Yeah. It, it was funny the next day because I, you know, that night, um, I knew it was uh, serious enough when he was hanging off me because I, I literally, the vision was closing down mm-hmm. and I, I picked him up with my neck so I could hit him in the leg. <laughs> so he let go. Oh, there's and, resistance. <laughs> Let's push against it. And uh, he let go. And I told him, I was like, dude, 
uh, he's, he's giving me shit. He's like, why didn't you just tap? And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to let, I won't tap out. <laughs> I black out before I tap out. Well, for that, I could, the choke out part, if somebody had a hold of my ankle, I'd probably, ankle pick, I'd probably be, uh, or ankle lock, I'd be tapping out like a girl. <laughs> but, uh, I, the next day I, I went on that, um, that mule deer stock and my neck was stuck one direction. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. uh, I didn't, of course I didn't say anything cause I didn't want him to make fun of me. Sure. Uh, sure. But yeah, so I'm low crawling or kind of like all fours, um, like elbows and toes. And I'm trying to look up and it's shooting pain down my spine right. to the point it's making my eye twitch. Right. And I'm like, okay, I should probably, uh, smarten up at the ripe old age of 40 and stop screwing around. Um, cause I don't train enough like I used to, um, yeah. You know, I haven't done any kind of sparring, any kind of fighting right. since 2008. Yeah. So I had, it's yeah. not like, I mean, other than fighting with a, the girlfriend. And there's, there's really only one thing that I've seen that would, that would really strengthen up your neck. It's that halo. Have y'all yeah. seen, what is that called? I, uh, it's, it's the halo that hooks up to the door and it has the resistance, yeah. whichever way you turn your head. That's really one of the only tools that I've seen that would effectively do that. Um, so doing neck exercises on a machine in a gym. The only thing I thought ever helped mine was bridging. Okay. When you're constantly bridging both on your forehead and the back of your head. Um, whether or not it helped, I don't know. I just had, and it could have been just been my age or whatever. Okay. When I was doing that a hell of a lot more, whether wrestling or, or fighting or whatever, training, um, I had less neck issues when sure. I was doing that, but it also could have just been a mobility thing too. Right. I mean, right. who knows? Uh, I do know that um, as I'm getting older and, and less hard headed, the uh, taking care of your body, it becomes, well, Frank, you're going to experience it soon. You're 20, what, eight, nine, 29, 29. Um, I didn't really go to shit till after that quite a way. So, yeah. so I have I, something to look forward to. <laughs> I had IT band issues at 30, four maybe and that was it i ripped my bicep off a little bit after that even still those weren't major problems that was cause and effect bicep ripped off reattached rehabilitated good right where now i mean i can wake up mornings where my hip hurts so bad from a sleeping pad Mm -hmm. um you know my my neck's locked up to where preventative maintenance Mm -hmm. which you've really forced upon me is (laughs) is key and vital where I just walk it out like, yeah. oh, I'll just take you know, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. That shit will buff right, out. Right, right. And, there's, and you know, there's a time and place for medication or medicine. You know, if you're way back in the back country and your chiropractor doesn't hunt with you or your physical therapist doesn't go with you, then... You're hinting yeah. around. You want me to take you hunting? <laughs> you know, I told you, you should have brought me on that. I, I, folks, I, it's not because I'm not trying. I promise you. I'm putting the hints in there that, hey, you bring me... What I'll was just that? go along for the ride. You said we were doing cardio. No amount of cocaine and steroids is going to keep me up with you guys. Oh, no, so. not at all. Not <laughs> at all. For those of you folks that don't know, I'm on the smaller end of the spectrum. So as far as an airplane ride, I'm the best guy to take on an Alaskan bush. <laughs> um, I can fit anywhere, even in a pack. I even told that to Aaron. I could be like the Ace Ventura 2 guy. That jumps out of the pack oh in the fight scene. I could be that guy. Like I, you when you need me, at? I jump out the pack. You untie me. I'm good to go. What are you? One forty-five? Uh, not even that. Uh, uh, during rifle season, I was around one thirty-two. Uh, so a little bit, little bit less than one forty. Dang, pure muscle though. Yeah. Blue twisted steel. Spring steel and rawhide. There's right. a lot of fight in this little dog. <laughs> the problem is he knows what he's doing, so he'll fucking hit oh, you in yeah. some vein. I, and I know where the sweet out. spots are, but uh, I am a good runner. 
<laughs> I, I run really fast when trouble I hits. I should have so. taken you with me downtown Denver. Hey, I, I, you would have been asking, where's Austin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he left. He's He's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yep. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I mean, you said something about that, and I said I'm pretty fast for a fat guy. And you think, I can't remember. It was about the bear charge when the grizzly charged. Oh, <laughs> you said something about that. Oh, I, if there is, if I have a weapon on me, I will shoot you in the knee <laughs> or cut your leg. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am very selfish. And you're from Texas, where they are very, very liberal about weapons. So he oh, has yeah. been shooting for quite some time. <laughs> I'm comfortable, more comfortable with a gun than a bow. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, without talking too much more shit, what sure. would you suggest to mo most people, especially specifically in my situation? I think people can kind of mirror image, you know, uh, some years in the military, sure. then construction, uh, right. you know, wrestled in high school, played football. Right. And then, you know, as you get I'm drawn back 80 pounds with my bow, but mm -hmm. not taking care of myself, doing all of those things, mm -hmm. what would you be suggest your suggestion to most people? Sure. And uh, one thing I always tell folks is, you know, if you have a vehicle, it very closely relates to how you maintenance your body. You know, you, you bring it in to get the oil changed. You bring it in to check the alignment, get the tires rotated, get the tires changed. If you don't, then other issues, it kind of snowballs. And so your body's no different. If you ignore a problem long enough, uh, eventually something else is going to fester or come up. And so um, you can really get, as far as uh, with chiropractic and treatment goes, um, you can get checked and treated and the doctor literally say, you know, everything's good. I can see you once a month or, um, you know, once every few months if you have nothing wrong. Now, granted, most folks wait until something goes wrong um, to come in. Uh, you know, they wait until they get a cavity to go see the dentist. Uh, no. and, that, and which is fine. That sounds uh, like me and my brakes. That's, that's Frank and everything. <laughs> right. And eventually your brakes blow out and you crash into the side of a hill and then you got a whole body work you got to do. And so I see folks that are at their worst to where they literally can't get out of bed or, you know, they're barely walking in with someone helping them. And then I see folks that want to come in for general maintenance. So it depends on at what phase in your life you're at or at what point you're at uh, as far as how I would treat you or how I would see you. Um, you know, the folks that come in, I call it, we call it a hot low back or a hot case, which is <laughs> what Frank, you got any comments for that? Yeah. Is, is that like a, the yellow river? <laughs> <laughs> I've got yellow. Nothing. I got to find out what's the yellow river. I can only imagine a, a few things. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. Floated down the yellow river, the hot back. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it just depends on it. What phase you're at and, um, where you're at in life. Uh, as far as uh, is it, you know, is it something that you have to take care of right now or is it something that you're going to keep putting off? Um, it just I, I have folks that get ahead or that are proactive. They say, I just want to feel better. Um, there's always things that you can improve on, just like any aspect in life. Uh, it doesn't matter what field it's in. But um, I see folks that, you know, we've gotten them, you know, they came in as a hot, a hot low back and. I had to see them three times a week for four weeks, and then, you know, they start to progress down to where they're once a week, and then eventually once every, you know, two weeks, and then once a month. So it just depends on where you're at and what you're what you're asking of your body. Um, I've heard folks say, you know, if you don't ask much of your body, don't expect much. So just depends on what you want to do. I ask a lot of my body. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't ask the right questions? Oh, Lordy, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the steroid abuse didn't help there for a couple of years. I don't think. And you know that 
So it, there's there's mixed sides to steroids, uh, and I've I've heard folks talk about them, you know, frequently. And um, working in the athletic field, um, when I was in chiropractic college, uh, not to say that they use steroids, but you need to know folks that are and folks that aren't because folks that are, um, you know, there is there is an upside to it as much as folks don't want to talk about it. Um, you're not going to get as sick as easily. Um, you're going to be able to eat junk food and still put on muscle mass. I remember and, those days. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're very, your body does things that it normally doesn't do. And it turns food into fuel that uh, you could not do if you weren't taking those supplements or, you know, those, well, whatever I, I that synthetic product, product is. I should mention it wasn't like, cause I'm sure in the next five years, I'll probably go get tested just to see where if I have low test or not. Or sure. Low T. And if um, you're not using right before you go in and then come off and then are on like the downswing to yeah. where your body's missing that supplement, then your values are going to be more true. I should do that so I make yeah. sure and get some though. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, well, you got to time it out with the pack out time of year when you're yeah. going to be packing out heavy weight. You don't need to be doing it year round. You just need to cycle come hunting season. Well, yeah, no kidding. Well, and that's the, the problem I had, uh, you know, it's totally my fault. Um, who I was getting my info from when sure. I was doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, I fully admit I didn't know what I was doing and mm -hmm whatever took too much. And mm -hmm. then I get some jack wagon on YouTube. That's like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. What an idiot. Sure. Well, I just said that dickhead. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, I took 1200 milligrams of enanthate a week. Ooh. Um, that's, that's 300 milligrams per milliliter. And I was also taking about 600 milligrams of a mixture of actually DECA, um, as well as Ecopoise. And there was other things mixed in during that time. Um, You're going for the pump. Oh, Oh, I put on some, I put on some size, like, uh, I bet I put on 40 pounds in the first couple months. And it wasn't the fact that for me, it was how much and what I was taking. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't do it smart. Yeah. I got big as can be, but I sure. mean, I just wasn't do it smart where yeah. I know tons of guys now that, um, you know, have low T so they're, you know, they're on test replacement therapy. Right. And it, I very rarely, I actually can't think of anyone uh, that it says it's been bad. It's almost mm -hmm. the one, my one buddy said it was like when he got a, um, LASIK, mm -hmm. he'd waited so long. He got LASIK. It was a life changer for him, mm -hmm. but his, his test levels were so low right. that he just wasn't functioning as a normal human probably should function. Right. Right. And um, that's how most people handle their health. They wait until a problem gets so big to where they have to address it. Um, you know, they, they listen to their body when it screams, not when it whispers. Um, and as, as you do more and more maintenance on your body and as you get older in age and wiser with what you can and can't get away with, you start to notice those things. If you're paying attention to them, you should notice them sooner. Um, right. so if you wait too long, uh, yeah, you're going to notice a big difference when you finally do get treatment. If that's, you have migraines every day, that's then, why I waited yeah. so long. I want right. to notice the biggest difference. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the, uh, that's an, uh, one other thing I was going to bring up because my experience with you is vastly different than I listened to uh, a podcast with, with Joe Rogan, which they pretty much crushed your industry. Sure. Like it, was, it was bad. <laughs> sure. Sure. But my and I like Joe, and, and yeah. it made sense of what some of the stuff they said they were saying. And his was situational. I listened. I listened to everything that he said there, and it was it was largely largely situational. You know, if you have a doctor that doesn't listen to you, 
and you're not noticing a difference in two weeks, something's wrong, especially if you're going in two or three times a week. You know, you're either not getting the right treatment or you're not with the right doctor. Just like any profession, there's there's good and bad and everything. Well, dude, um, they were about and, to do surgery on my arm. Yeah, That's what yeah. And, and you fixed it in five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's and, and you know, I may have got lucky. Um, I, I do get lucky from time to time working on patients, but something is better than nothing. Uh, but for, for Joe, his... I, I heard what he said, and I would be upset if I was in his position, too. If I went somewhere for a year, which, honestly, I wouldn't stay there for a year if I wasn't getting better. Yeah. Um, but with what he had, it sounded like he had a disc herniation in his neck. If you had numbness or tingling going down your arm or down into your legs like sciatica, and that didn't improve or get better in two weeks, I'm ordering an MRI because I want to see what I can't see on X-ray. We do have X-ray in our office, so... Um, we do that on site. And then if there's something that's not getting better on the patient in two weeks and you still have severe numbness, tingling, or loss of muscle function, I'm ordering an MRI. I'm going to see what's going on, and I'll be able to better address, is this something I can fix, or is this something that needs decompression, or is this something that needs an injection, you know, to kind of help us along. Right. Um, but there's other, there's other treatments and therapies, and doctors aren't always open to – be honest with the patient to let them know what's best for them. Uh, that's one thing I try to do is let my patient know what's best for them. It may not be what's best for the practice financially, but it's what's best for the patient. And if you do what's best for the patient, you can't go wrong. They're going to be thankful no matter what that you've sent them in the right direction. So I, I heard what he had to say, and I, I understood where his position came from. Um, I just don't think 98% of it's bullshit because uh, – you know, my it's insurance accepts what we do and wow. they, my malpractice is cheaper for an entire year as what a medical doctor's is for a month. So how safe is what we do is always my question. No. And I guess for, for me and my dealings with, with you compared to uh, what he was spoke of and do yeah. doctors, right? I've right. never had a doctor say, this is what we knew, need to do to fix you. Uh-huh. It's right, always right. this is what I'm going to give you to throw a band-aid in some cases on a bullet right. wound. There's right. never any sure. long-term fix. Uh -huh. There's a temporary fix and it's generally drugs where right. you, you know, preventive maintenance. Basically yeah. you yeah. stress that. Yeah. Explain to me what was going on and mm -hmm. the potential causes. Yeah. Education. And, yep, education yeah. and then what you could do and what right. I should do when I'm not around you. Right. Right. Where, so Absolutely. that was totally different. Yeah. And like you said, situational. Uh -huh totally different. Like sure. you, you talked about my arm. You said, do this, this, and this, let yeah. me try this. Uh -huh. It worked. Like you said, you got, maybe you got lucky. Good. But when I went to the doctor and he looked at it, uh -huh. he said, I had a partial tear in, in something. Sure. And I, to me, I'm like, look, I've screwed myself up enough. There was never any bruising. Right. If right. I had a partial tear, wouldn't it bruise? Uh, um, some, sometimes. And it depends on the severity, but yes. And, and in, in my mind, and I'm thinking, well, it's been like six, eight months. Right, right. Wouldn't it stick back together sure. or get worse? Sure. Uh, maybe it left flapping. So right. I wasn't like totally against what the doctor said. Mm -hmm. But, but my, you were questioning it. My heart. Because it didn't like, make sense to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah my heart's yeah. telling me, dude, you didn't rip off anything. And if you did, right. um, um, there would have been different signs or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. And um, one thing I always do with my patients and uh, that I do with Aaron, that because I know Aaron's analytical, um, you have to test treat and then retest and so i test him uh, i do a muscle test or a, a movement range of motion testing 
I treat him, and then I ask him right afterward, what do you notice? What do you feel? What are, is that better, same, or worse? Like and today, it, my door stops on my neck. Yeah. I got yeah. probably an extra 10 degrees from each direction. Right. From when I, and I do that before I go see yeah. you. I kind of test my, my range of motion in my right. neck to when I'm done. And, and how my, long did that take me working on you for you to notice that big of a difference? Um, 60 seconds or so. I mean, it wasn't yeah. very long. Right. Um, it's just being, it's being precise. It's going to the problem. It's shooting with a rifle instead of a shotgun. Um, you're, you're going after that one issue. I can say also, like if I sit in it, this is the first, the only time I'd seen a chiropractor before you was like an emergency red alert situation. Sure. I sat in a ground blind all day, super cold. I drew my bow back one time, took a shot and my back locked up with a muscle, not so tight. I, I couldn't move. Mm -hmm. Um, right. I went to a call it like a walk-in chiropractic. Sure. Um, he cracked two things on me sure, and it went away. Yeah. And good, so good. he didn't ask any, he wasn't like you. He's sure. like, where's it hurt? Okay. Yeah, lay down. Right. And then when, he, yeah. you know, twisted me a couple. And right. I mean, when he popped me, sure. something moved in my rib back section mm -hmm. and immediately there was, was pressure being released. Relief. Yeah. So what would have happened in retrospect if I went to a doctor? Sure. Um, from my experience, I would have went to the doctor. They would have, you know, went in and checked my blood pressure and I would have stood on a scale and right. wasted a couple hours of my day. And then he would ask some questions and he probably would have given me ibuprofen said, go home and ice mm -hmm. it. Or a muscle. Um, they'll, they'll normally do a muscle relaxer first to try to let the pressure off of it, which, which I you, hate taking drugs. Right. right? I try not to. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I, and what I relate drugs, you know, like I said earlier, there's a time and place for drugs, but what I relate it to is, you know, imagine your smoke alarms going off in, in a room. Um, it does, the smoke alarm goes off before, you know, the fire reaches the rest of the house. If you go up to the smoke alarm and take the batteries out of it and say, I don't want to hear what you're saying. I know there's a problem. Eventually the house burns down. And so your body's kind of the same way. If you mask it with medication, um, you know, there's a time and place for it. But if you mask it long enough, you're going to get a more serious problem later on down the road. Right. And, and I guess that's my... My from watching that podcast and Frank and I had talked about it and I'd said, you know, there's times that I don't I don't feel I need to get adjusted. adjusted. Sure. Um sure. and but when I do need to get adjusted, it is so noticeable right that I can I mean immediate. I mean you right. can tell. There's no yeah. doubt that, that what yeah. you did fixed what issue yeah. I had where there's other times I'm like, I don't need I mean, Frank hadn't seen you in what a month. Well, that's what yeah. I was gonna. I was just thinking. I was gonna ask Frank, what's the I, biggest difference that you noticed since I started um, seeing you? It's for me. It's my hips. Your uh, hips. Gotcha. And then I feel like they are compacted. Yeah. You know. And, and you're talking about the actual hip socket the hip itself, socket, yeah. where the ball and joint meets. Yeah. So <clears throat> when uh, before I <laughs> before I started seeing you, I, I was having that. I feel like felt like my hips were were compacted into the socket. Right. And after a few sessions with you, because you were coming in um, weekly, mm -hmm. it started feeling better, and I didn't have yeah. to see you every week, and I hadn't seen you in a. It's probably been a month or two yeah, now. Yeah, um, and uh, we've all we've all kind of been busy spreading out in our own direction due yeah. to the field that uh, we are passionate about. Yeah, exactly. And so um, now that you're back, I, I had you adjust my hips, and they're it's feeling better already. I missed you, boy. I missed you. Blue. Um, uh, I'm not going to so, quit on you, I believe is yeah. what you guys are supposed to say. Right. <laughs> Never let go. Um, but yeah, to touch on what Aaron was saying earlier, one reason I really um, like seeing Austin is not only does he do the chiropractic chiropractic stuff, but he recommends 
um, you know, different types of stretches that he, right. for Aaron, he recommended the Fudo floss. So you're right. not, right. you're not single-minded in the sure. fact that you're just doing chiropractic. You're going to recommend other things. And like you said, it may not be financially advantageous for the, for the firm or the chiropractic firm or whatever, but right. you're looking out for our best interest, which yeah. is something I really yep. like a lot. And that's, I agree with you on the Joe Rogan thing is yeah. he it sounded like he was getting bullshitted by some guy that just was looking out for himself. Not right. Right. It sounded him. like he was on a program or a, you know, a protocol that that guy does every day on a multitude of patients, which, which not to say that that does not work because it does, but the patient ultimately you got to do what's best for, for the patient. Yeah. And if, if you have that mindset, you can't go wrong. Um, they're going to, they're going to send you more patients if they get better. Because you're more creditable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I've had multitude of folks here at Kafaru uh, when I come in talk to me about other issues that they, you know, after I go over it with them, I try to always explain things in a way to where y'all understand it. Yeah. Because my level of education, I could lose you in big words and terminology, but you need to understand how it works and what's going on. Uh, yeah. I wish most most folks had more of. Uh, the educational piece of how their body works. Most people don't know how their body works. And I'm just a mechanic that knows how to, how the body works. And if there's something that's not working the way it should, you, you just direct the patient on what's going to work best to fix that problem. But you gotta, you gotta go to the root cause of it. You can't do symptom, symptom treating. Yeah. And one of the first things I remember you saying when you first came into the shop is that um, if you don't feel comfortable, you personally don't feel comfortable working on somebody, you'll have, the x-rays done so you can get a, a precise look at exactly Absolutely. what needs to be done. So Absolutely. You take a great right, right. If, and to I've detail. told and I have told multiple folks here at uh, the facility like, hey, I'm I'm not comfortable working on that. I gotta open up the hood. I gotta see what kind of parts I'm working with. Yeah. Um because it you don't go to the mechanic, drive in and your your engine's making a weird sound and you walk in and say, How much is this gonna cost? And yeah. what are you what are you changing out? What are you gonna replace? I want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh well we gotta open it up and see what what's going on first no I I'm going somewhere else like I've gotta I've gotta look and know what kind of parts I'm working with so yeah. if there's ever something that I feel is out of my reach I'm you err on the side of caution always and that's probably the difference between someone like you and then you know there's like a place up the shop that'll pop your back absolutely for 10 bucks. there's you know there's an you know the good the good part is y'all know as far as equipment goes it's all about quality not quantity um so you can go somewhere and you can get an adjustment for $17 but you're getting a $17 adjustment yeah. um if you go to a bow shop and you get a $400 bow don't expect to shoot 100 yards in a 6 inch target with you know five dollar arrows it's not going to happen you're you need premium equipment um i I always try to offer quality versus quantity um it just it's better for the patient and folks appreciate it and it's just due to the fact that i know you guys it has sent me a lot more of uh the male outdoor side of uh chiropractic that i see in my office because they know that i'm going to explain it a way that they're going to understand and it's going to be quality it's not going to be quantity. So the only uh, thing I ever thought was weird is the first time you adjusted me, you tried to like lay on my back. Not at all. folks. He's, as you can tell, that's a joke. Ha ha. Like funny. Like I make you laugh. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just kidding. I do not yeah, lay on my patience. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, 
And that's another thing I, we love about Austin. He's a he's a joker, and we can crack jokes and have fun. And right, he's you one of the guys. You know, if, when I go to the doctor, if he's a stiff and I can't communicate with him or smile and laugh with him a little bit, I'm just not comfortable. That is me personally. Um, if if you are a very straight laced personality, I can I can absolutely I I have to tailor to different personalities throughout the day. I have the patients that are a little more uh, loose with their verbiage, and then I have other patients that are, you know, very proper and well-mannered, and, you know, they they don't, I guess, stray too far from the straight and narrow. And I have to work with different personalities all the day, but if I go see a doctor and he's a stiff, it is very hard for me to connect with him mm-hmm. unless he is hyper-analytical and what, whatever he is explaining is super complicated then I'm listening. But if that guy's a stiff, it, it's just personally for me, I don't like it. Um, if, if you want a doctor that's going to be um, always, you know, everything is going to be done this way, no different. Um, I'm probably not the best guy for you. I'm going to, I'm going to listen. I'm going to try to fix whatever it is that you're telling me. Uh, if I could fix it in one visit, I will, but I will let you know how long it should take. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so aside from all the chiropractic stuff, you sure. you're a hunter, right? Absolutely. You, so Absolutely. you're from that is, yeah. I stalked Aaron. I I found out where he shot his bow and arrow, and <laughs> I went and I went out there for probably two months straight, and never saw him. Finally, did, and it was like a golden <laughs> ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. Oh Lord, that's yeah. awesome. I kind of so, hang out by myself out there, anyway. Right, and I, and I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of when it comes to shooting my bow, I go out there for peace and quiet. You know, I don't go to the gun range because it makes me nervous. Uh, Hearing just guns go off one after the other uh, doesn't make me as comfortable anymore. Uh, Growing up, I used to bring folks and used to go with, do a lot of bird hunting, a lot of fishing uh, down in southeast Texas. And um, growing up around guns, you're going to have close calls, Um, but it's folks that you'll never go hunting with again. And you know who they are, and i honestly let other people know no i won't go hunt with that guy or go fish with that guy because he shoots he's he's reckless with his firearm um but with a bow it's a little tougher to get shot on the firing (laughs) line um aaron tried a couple times when i went out to get my arrows but he just buzzed them past me he said he knew what he was doing (laughs) i've seen some sketchy stuff happen at those freaking archery challenges man good lord man that's uh that's i haven't been to one of those yet the ones that y'all go do up um what was what was the one y'all went? We and went did? to Montana uh, this total year. Total archery challenge. Yeah. Man, that looks it. It looks fun, but from what it sounded like, y'all were y'all were working. Like, is it, I mean, <laughs> it's y'all, all, it's, y'all it's, shot a lot of targets. It's a, a long I'm, day of shooting. They yeah. probably shoot forty to sixty in a day. Wow, wow. Uh, forty to sixty. But I mean, what, I, what's a I'm, normal three D tournament um, in a day? Like forty targets, something like that. Well, either yeah, way, you're yeah. walking you're walking all over the mountain, so that's what right. takes so long. But it's they're fun. Yeah. I, I definitely would like to do that next year. That that looks super fun, and plus the view. I mean, it looks gorgeous out there. I think yeah, we're gonna go to cool, Utah. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. We'd definitely go to to Utah. It's closer. There is a lot more people at the the Utah shoot just because mm-hmm. that's kind of where it was the beginning. But um, yeah, but I, I I grew up originally doing bird hunting. That mm-hmm. was that was what I did most. Um, for one, I'm super ADD. Um, so birds, you can kind of move around a little bit while you're standing there. You can shoot the shit to one another and talk in a normal tone. And uh, that was what my dad brought me out first doing when I was about 10 or 11 years old. And I was hooked. 
um, just being outdoors. And I was the kid that, you know, sitting in the classroom, looking out the window, misbehaving, because I wanted to be outside. I didn't want to be in a classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so every chance I got, I was going fishing. I was going hunting. Um, some uh, One good friend of mine, Cody Dietz, he, his, him and his dad kind of introduced my family to what successful hunting was because we went through four years of not doing well at all uh, duck hunting. And then they kind of put us in the right areas. Um, finding a good spot is huge. Mm -hmm. um, having good equipment, uh, which I learned as I got older, uh, is pretty pretty useful. Um, and then by the time I was you know 16, as soon as I got that driver's license, I was staying out in the woods as much as I could. And uh, folks would be staying in town, hanging out, partying. And I'm like, nope, I'm going sit in line to go duck hunting, uh, or I'm going you know fishing in the morning. I'm not staying out all night. What's and the what's the public land like in Texas? Public land is minimum. Um, so you're going to have a lot of leases, uh, is what most people do, or guided hunts. Um, yeah, there's high fence, but you to hunt there, um, it, there's an, there is a huge upside to hunting in Texas. One, it's plentiful. Um, pig hunting is one of the funnest things that I think you can do uh, as far as the diver diversity of what you can do. You can hunt them at night. You can hunt them out of a boat. You can hunt them out of a helicopter. Um, it just depends on what you want to shoot them with and when. Um, so being able to do that growing up gives you a lot of, uh, gives you a lot of experience with being close to animals, um, missing a lot. Um, I had one year when I first started archery at 18, I think I missed like 12 deer in one season. So, um, Lord, yeah, you're, you're going <laughs> to, there's plenty of deer, especially when you got a feeder out in front of you, um, which is a whole nother aspect in itself. And I, I grew up rifle hunting mostly, and by the time I hit 18, I was like, all right, I, if I see it, I can hit it. And so I said, well, i got to do something different. And so switching to a bow has definitely been a humbling challenge. But, uh, yeah, I, I've grown up hunting and fishing, did saltwater fishing. I actually used to bring folks out uh, offshore with uh, another friend of mine. We were 18 years old bringing folks 75 miles offshore. And uh, they, these fo <laughs> these folks would pull up, and they'd be like, "These kids are bringing us out fishing, like they're they're responsible for our lives." <laughs> and that was that was one of or I did that for two summers, and that was the funnest two summers of my life was doing offshore fishing. It's adult babysitting by no means. <laughs> um, you, folks don't understand. Just drop the bait straight down off the side. They want to try to cast it in the middle of a big ocean, and. Uh, so you're, you're babysitting the whole time. It is work, but it, it was fun work. Uh, and so as far as hunting and fishing, I've done a little bit of both. That's so awesome. What are your plans? Uh, did you, now you just recently, um, did you, you got, you transferred, didn't you? Right, right. I just switched offices. So I'm in Castle Rock now, um, just on the south side of Denver. And uh, I'm at 100% chiropractic down in Castle Rock. And I believe it's 62 Founders Parkway. I'm not sure of the phone number <laughs> off the top of my head because I don't have to call it very often. What's it called? Um, it's 100. It's like the number 100% sign chiropractic Castle Rock. Now, you won't see my name on the door yet because I just moved in about a month ago, and uh, Dr. Rochelle Merchant is the other doctor in the office. She is the owner, and Patrick, her husband, also works in there. And I'll tell you what, it is one of the best smooth-running systems I've ever worked with. 
uh, I've been fortunate enough. I've worked in uh, four different practices now, and I've been in practice for five years. And so, yeah, that sounds like a lot and moving around, but um, given, given circumstances, I wanted to move to Colorado. Uh, I wanted to move to the mountains and come hunt elk with a bow. That was what I moved here for. So I am in Castle Rock, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it has been an awesome transition. The office I work in is awesome. The, uh, the system is seamless. Um, they'll get you in and out. So if you're, if you're crunched for time, this is it's the office for you. Not to say that it's it's not a cattle shoot. It's not a they're not going to run you through. It's different. You've got to see it to understand what I'm talking about because it is a process that you go through as far as becoming a patient there. Well, that's good. I think uh, I think I, I guess I would at the end of this make sure people understand that. Uh, it, again, you said it's situational. Um, sure. I think that. Uh, it is, it is a very good idea, especially if you're seeing a doctor for constant problems, mm -hmm. meaning um, like I was where I would only see it when the red alert went off and they would give me drugs and it really right. didn't fix anything. Right. I, I think definitely go down and see Austin, um, you know, especially on the, the, the alignment muscle stuff that I was having issues mm -hmm. with. It's, it's been a world of difference for the, my migraines, but right. also just a conk in the head of right. preventative maintenance for my whole body. So. Yeah. And, w and one thing I try to explain to folks is we're not bone doctors. We're more of a nervous system doctor. So the nervous system controls everything in your body, uh, how it functions, how it feels, how it senses things. So um, nerves control everything in your body. So the brain is the computer. The brain stem coming off the bottom is the fuse box. And then the spinal cord and the nerves exiting out of the spinal column, those are the wires that supply everything. And so... You know, if you're expecting 110 volts out of the outlet, but you're only getting 80% input, then you're going to have things start to fail or not function the way they should. So that's kind of the area that our, we focus on. Gotcha. Well, cool, man. We appreciate having you on here. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank y'all for having me. I got the phone number here to the to your shop. So it's 303-663-3841. Awesome. Awesome. Yep, that's us right there. Ask for that Dr. Dr. Gaspar, Dr. Austin, uh, Dr. G. I, Dr. I go by a lot of names. I call you Dr. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, Dr. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, got the healing hands, folks. <laughs> Son of a... He just needs the hair. He's got the beard. Oh, Lord. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And definitely give Austin a, a look or swing down there and see him and have him get you fixed up. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning yeah. in. I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me.